Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered from your LB1 year taxi squad. We are IDP Nation. And we are back again for the second time this week. Really kind of third time because we did an interview yesterday, Daryl and I here. So, Daryl, how are you? Doing pretty good, Dan. How are you? And continuing our two weeks, as we are calling them, we have another great guest lined up here. Uh, He just started his own uh, solo cast, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, IDP, of course. This is an IDP show, although I'll tell you something funny I said earlier today. Uh, from <laughs> four for four fantasy football and the mic'd up uh, IDP show with Mike Waller. It is Mike Waller. Mike, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing tonight? Thanks for the uh, for the intro. Yeah, the uh, pod came out, uh, I believe, yesterday, and some pretty good uh, reviews and and cheerful uh, cheerfulness. People happy that I'm actually doing this it was kind of funny i mean i didn't really think you know i know people follow me on twitter and it's great but i don't know it's it's kind of cool uh to do it and finally i know it's a little late and i'm a little late to the game but um you know better late than ever so i appreciate you guys uh bringing me on and listening to it no problem yeah, yeah man. i actually listened to it today and it uh Really enjoyed it. it. It's that's something you're going to be able to build on, and it's it's going to be good. So if you're not listening to it, you guys need to go find his pod, mic'd up, and and listen. It's a good one. You know, me me and Daryl started doing this, throwing together, and uh, you know the hundreds and hundreds of people that follow us. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, just you know, <laughs> we're just two random dudes that uh, kind of got thrown together, and uh, here we are, 100 111 episodes later. We're yeah, um, I uh, listened to our buddy uh, Bob's Three Toed Warriors pod um, that he just started, and he, he's introducing season and episode at the beginning of the episodes. And I'm like, I've got some <laughs> long term plans here, I guess, for this. But yeah, I, I kind of wish we did something like that. But you know, it's just a little. Maybe next after the Super Bowl, we'll stop and say, okay, this is season four, episode one. But it's a little right. to start doing that now, I think. Unless you want to count back with your uh, handwritten notes here. Well, we can do that. He, man, you always got to bust my balls about my notes, don't you? It's it's an <laughs> awesome thing that you do. I, I wish I. Had I can't it. help it. It's my OCD. It makes me do it. I, it's, I just I can't help. Awesome. It. One of these days when we're sixty, we'll get together at a reunion, and uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll be sixty before I am. But. Um, you know, we'll get together and sit on a park bench and look at your show notes and say, hey, you remember that guy, Mike? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, definitely uh, cool stuff here. Um, check it out on you know Spotify and Apple. It's yeah, it'll be on Apple pretty soon. Um, we just admitted it to Stitcher, so it should be on Stitcher in, in hopefully a few hours. And, um, awesome. It should be, should be kind of making its way 
around here shortly. Yeah, you, you gotta get them like Pod Paradise and Pod something yeah. or other, and, <laughs> and Podcatcher USA and iHeartRadio and like yep. Daryl was working on iHeartRadio for us. I don't know where that got. Yeah, from. I'm still waiting for them to uh, give me some feedback, but yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, um, but if you have stuck around for 111 episodes and you want to support us, we started our Patreon page the other day. It is the pinned tweets on the <laughs> I, at IDP Nation um, Twitter account. Lost my track of thought there for a second. Um, but we are not here to beg for money. We are here to talk about defensive ends, although we will beg for money on certain <laughs> occasions here. Uh, we are here to talk about defensive ends. Uh, we brought Mike on here. He is uh, fresh off of talking about rankings on his show, and we're going to talk about defensive ends today. We talked about linebackers last week with Kyle, and we're all moving on to the uh, what I think you need to draft first, your defensive ends, because there's not many of them. We had a tough time getting to 12, I think. Uh, yeah. you know, I got to like 10, and I'm like, man, do I really want to put this guy in the top 12? <laughs> but then you look at you just look at it, and you're like, yeah, I guess he is, because, I mean, it gets a little ugly quick. So um, I know stud linebackers are tantalizing, but. There's about 30 of them. There, yeah, there's about 30 of them, and you can, <laughs> you can find them, it seems like, all the time. Uh, injuries happen, you know, Nick Kwiatkowski was a thing last year, so in one league I dropped like hundreds of dollars because in, in blind bid money because I had no linebackers left by the end of the year, so <laughs> but uh, we'll save those terrible stories for another time um, so Mike tell us a little bit about your show um, so people can go check it out I know we said it's it's uh, coming on Apple so look for it on Apple in the next few days you can go to Spotify I believe you said and check it out yeah the uh, the main page right now is um, you can go to anchor.fm slash Mike hyphen Wolert W-O-E-L-L-E-R-T um, but yeah you know it's going to be I'm going to probably release episodes weekly um like i said the first one came out wednesday talking about um the top 10 at each position uh so breaking the rankings down and putting them into tiers talking about that and then uh like i said i'm gonna try to get episodes out uh, weekly as uh, as my schedule allows but uh yeah i'm i'm excited and uh yeah let's let's talk some defensive ends tonight absolutely yeah it's it's it was uh really exciting to you know have something of your own because it's cool to you know pop on other people's podcasts and that's a cool thing to do as well but you know have your own you know kind of like you know baby to to, you know nurture and build from the ground up is kind of i mean we didn't really build ours from the the ground up we got a nice little uh handoff of a podcast but we did uh, but i think we've done quite well growing it i mean we've we've built it up pretty nicely so something to be proud of (laughs) yeah yeah, definitely um so taking a look here before we get into that uh daryl what's in the news and notes we got anything Uh, i saw something today at least yeah a few quick ones um the Falcons signed linebacker Dion Buchanan. Um, there I thought is. he was all but done. But yeah, hey, so did I. But... I guess he's still hanging around. He's just there uh, to mess up that situation, pretty much. It you looked, know, that was looked, my initial thought. It looked pretty clear like, for a while. And you're like, ah, you know, Olakun's yeah. going to play. Michael Walker, my, my cow Walker might play. And 
now. We don't know. I do like Walker. I do like Walker. I think he's a little bit a year or so away, but I like him. So, Dion Buchanan gets his, what, third shot with his fourth team, I think. I think so. Yeah, he was with the Giants last year, wasn't it? Was he? Giants and Bucks, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, he started off with the Bucks and they cut him. And yeah, I think his old coach the cut him. So. Finished up somehow. It's never good when your former coach brings you in and then cuts you because <laughs> you just think yeah, you must be done if your former coach is just getting rid of you. Right. But. Um, old news, new news. Cowboys linebacker Alden Smith has officially been reinstated. <laughs> well, weed's, weed's legal now in the league, isn't it? Uh, according so, to the new, I think according to the new, yeah, the the new um, CBA, yeah. So okay. Josh Gordon, yeah, Alden Smith, um, Randy Gregory. I tell you what, I have no, you know, if you're in a deep league and you're in the last year draft, why not take a shot on Alden Smith? Yeah, yeah, and Gregory, very low risk, very low risk. I think Gregory's another one. I mean, he's he was superstar coming out of Nebraska, mm-hmm. and just couldn't stay on the field due to his issues but yeah i agree with you on that and then uh the patriots re-signed patrick chung patrick chung to a two-year deal um nothing flashy there and then uh ed oliver was arrested for uh dwi and a weapons charge so he's probably looking at a suspension of at least i'm thinking four games i think they'll give him six and it'll get dropped down to four something like that but Maybe they'll hope it'll just go away in the quarantine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Blame it on the quarantine. But... <laughs> well, a lot, you know, lot of a lot of players with a lot of time on their hands, which is not yes. good. Well, yes. DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar. Well, Baker's now suing Dunbar's lawyer for libel. That's the <laughs> oh latest in that soap opera. Dunbar says he wasn't even there or didn't do it. One or the other. Like I don't know. We'll see it all play out in court, I guess, and. I don't know. The NFL might want to just wait until the court case is over with with this one because who's who's able to sort out what's true and what's not? I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's a mess. I mean, like Mike said, you're in quarantine. You got a lot of times on your hand. You're supposed to be at home though. You're not supposed to be going out. Well, this is Florida too, so you got to remember they're not Florida. They're not the they're not the brightest. uh, Lot bulbs in the box. Well, Florida wants all the teams to come to them. That what they're selling? Any state that doesn't want to open for sports, bring your sports to Florida. Isn't that what they were telling everybody? Yeah, but I mean, I wonder how many of these people are really going to do that. Our teams are really going to do that. I don't know. I was shocked because I, I had said last week that California was was not wanting teams to open it. They said they would be open to it by. Uh, the early June, they're they're thinking about opening it up to like professional sports and stuff. So I was kind of surprised about that. Right. They, they might be getting pressured by the NBA a little bit because I know they want to try to open back up the NBA season. Base Major League Baseball is trying to push for. You know, there's no news though. Like there's zero leaks. There's a bunch of rumors, but there's no like dates. You know, because nobody knows anything. I don't think. I'm already tired of talking about that stuff, so let's just go to the football that's going to happen. It's going (laughs) to happen. We're going to will it into existence. Um, uh, By the way, we might might hear a draft sound come up because I might have a pick sometime soon here. 
Stash Manian All Devil, right. if you're still hearing this, you're holding us up. Not just kidding. <laughs> uh, but he is I on the clock. Yeah, quality name, and he got his boy Minshew. So you know, he, he stuck to his guns <laughs> and got his guy. Um, not exactly where I would have drafted Gardner Minshew by any means, but uh, he's looking like the starter for at least this year. We'll, we'll see. Oh yeah, how long that goes, but. Um, Eric just took Jesse Bates in the 12th round. That's a nice pick. Ooh, that's a good grip. Um, you just took... Who'd you take? You took somebody I liked because I was like... Dang it. Oh, I took... Um... You took Hayden Hurst, yes. Yeah. So since he's probably going to pick before this, I, I'm taking tight end next pick. And um, I, I want Mike Gusecki. Um, I was going okay. to take Austin Hooper last time at a pick, but I already have Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry and Miles Garrett, and I was like, I need to stop loading up on Browns. <laughs> right, Mike? It was I right to not load up on any more Browns? That is a negative EV move. <laughs> <laughs> although, although I'm expecting good things again. I, it's it's Groundhog Day, and I'm expecting good things again, so and I'm, I'm fully yeah. expecting to be disappointed again. Oh, come on. Don't uh, They have to get this turned around this year, right? This is the sixth year in a row I've said that, so <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, when you were 0-16, you ha- anywhere is up from there. So then it, it's – I think the hype la- – I think the Cardinals this year are what the hype of the Browns were last year. Yeah, the Cardinals could be this year's Browns. Because, like, the, the hype for the Cardinals is out of control. I mean, yeah, they got one of the best receivers in the league, but I don't know. And they got, like, 15 linebackers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know. But we, we uh, probably, I would say safely, probably not going to talk about a defensive end, a quote-unquote defensive end, because I don't consider Chandler Jones a defensive end, so. If you guys do, then that's fine. We'll talk about that. I currently I don't have him as a DN. So I'm as a linebacker. Yeah, he may be. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's played defensive end before, but in Arizona, I'm not really considering him a DN. Yes. Um. So, I you know what the was it Flea Flicker that made the announcement this week about um it was about they they have switched to interior defensive line edge linebacker corner safety and yep. my fantasy league was was i think mike you might have been the one to ask the question i did yeah yeah yep. and they did respond back to you that no there's no plans for that there's no plan for a full change they're doing it and looking at chandler jones um he played Let's see, 27, 57, 3. Played about 53 of his 1,000 snaps um, as on the defensive line. Other than that, he was either a left or a right outside linebacker. So there you go. So he's sticking yeah. a linebacker. So yeah. I was right not to include him as a defensive end. Yep. And there's the For stats right. to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you donate to our Patreon page, uh, we could get cool stats like that, too. Cause... Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we'll drop little hints like that along the way. Although, Ethan told me, I just need to tell people, give us your money. <laughs> yeah, just, you know what? Don't even, like, 
be ashamed. You're like, yeah, just we need it. Hey. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I kind of danced around it, and Ethan's like, no, you just got to say, give me your money. So there you go, Ethan. <laughs> I said it, even if it was in semi-jest, but anyway. Love Ethan, though. He did a good job on that. Oh, yeah, that was a fun yeah. show the other night, definitely. I, I went to bed at like 1230 because we were talking <laughs> afterwards for so long, too. Um, but anyway. Let's uh, anything else in the news besides some big? Ch- I mean, that flea flicker uh, change is big. I don't really personally play on flea flicker, so I don't really. It doesn't really affect me any. But I have a couple leagues on there. Uh, not my main one, you know. I'm ninety mm-hmm. percent of my leagues, probably more than that, are on MFL. So yes, but yeah, I mean, it's if you play on that type of league, that's a that's a good thing for you. So yes, including the listener league is brought to us by mfl myfantasyleague.com yes. so that was uh, yes we are drafting on there it is going swimmingly um there's only been one time out eric shame on you oh shame on you eric eric had work oh so. work is don't give him an out don't give him an out man nobody has to know that well you know, i like to tell the truth <laughs> I like to be a beacon of truth around here um, but yeah, so anyways, myfantasyleague.com is where that's being housed, and I'm on the clock in a couple picks. Um, one other interesting thing, Sleeper apparently fixed most of the ADP issues for IDP. Um, I did do a, a mock draft on there, and it wasn't as messed up as it has been in the past few weeks. So I don't know. Mike, do you do yeah. any leagues on Sleeper, or do you strictly NFL no yeah i I do i like the the mock drafts on there um are pretty you know we we do some for adp purposes and um we have a couple leagues on there as well um but yeah they they had like ryan shazier and such in their adp you know guys haven't played in like two years and um so, you know, it makes it kind of hard to to draft guys accurately when the ADP is so screwed up like that. But they, they've gotten it kind of straightened out. I mean, it's not perfect. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see here. Um, any plans for a um, mic'd up listener league in the future? Oh god, I hadn't even thought about it. So <laughs> no, 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 no. So disregard that. We're gonna edit that out. <laughs> uh, hashtag oh, no new leagues for me turned into I think I joined two or three. I took over an orphan, so yeah, I I need I have a problem. That's okay. I have a major problem because I told you, I think, last week or the week before, I'm the only person that can quit five leagues and swear I'm never picking up anymore and add ten. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> My sound's not working here. I'm, I'm clicking the button and nothing's happening. But you know what? There we go. Oh, yeah. I had my phone on mute, so... That's why it wasn't working. Uh, anyway, on the clock, and I already told you I was taking Mike Gusecki, so that's who I'm going with. Nick Foles was the last pick, so 
the stash manian devil forgot maybe that he was on the bears now and although Foles could very well be the starting quarterback there so very you well might be yeah so i'm hoping uh mike gasecki can i almost took austin hooper like three times in this draft and i was just like they have njoku and i already had you know i don't like to pin myself down to a certain team's success you know and i don't know what role hooper is going to play for cleveland i know they run some two tight end sets but you know you're a brown well, what's the inside well, i gotta of the... i gotta believe they didn't pay him all that money to block i know that, that's sure what I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's what i would think but you know they did they, so... Did they try to shop in Joku at all? I mean, I don't think so. I think they actually were planning on keeping him. So you know, yeah. I I don't know. Maybe that's who they're going is kind of the some of the receivers outside of Landry and and Beckham and and Higgins. So they're probably going to plan on using those guys. But uh, I mean, you, well, I don't see why you'd pay Austin Hooper ten, eleven, twelve million dollars to block, when, especially when you got your fullback to do some blocking. So yeah. I have Austin Hooper in a lot of dynasty leagues and I'm like when he signed there I'm like really I'm like I mean as a Browns fan I'm sure you were happy because he's a talented player but I'm like for fantasy that just is not optimal I, I don't know I, I could see him being used heavily I think they're going to do a lot of things with, with Baker that you know yeah, that'll actually put him in a in a position to produce like he did in his rookie year, so yeah. Well, um, Stefanski catches every catches isn't out of the realm of expectation, I would imagine for him. Yeah, Stefanski yeah. came from the Vikings, correct? Yeah. So yes. Kyle Rudolph catches nothing but touchdowns. <laughs> Wouldn't be bad for fantasy, <laughs> you know. Rudolph's been serviceable for for fantasy, but um, anyway, we'll stop talking about offense. You didn't come here for offense analysis. That's right. Mm-hmm. Most people don't, at least. Uh, we, we throw it in there every once in a while. So we are talking about defensive ends here. Uh, we each have our top 12s. We'll kind of run down. We kind of talked off air. I think our first four, we might as well just lay out the first four in what order we have them in because I think they're all the same. Um, so, Mike, why don't you go first? Who your front four, first four? Uh, what order do you have those monsters in? <laughs> I've got uh, I got Danelle Hunter one, Miles Garrett two, Nick Bosa three, Joey Bosa four. Mine's exactly the same. So let me hear your rationale because I have I have a rationale of why I did this. Uh, why Nick over Joey? Uh, Nick just is I think at this point better. Um, I think he had a little bit better of a. A pressure rate um obviously it's only his second year but you know joey has, has been nicked up in the past but i think he's over some of those uh some over those some of those uh injury issues but uh, has like i said pressure rate um i think was a if not better but certainly on par and again uh that was as a rookie so i can't even imagine what he's uh you know gonna do in his second year, I think he, yeah, I think he had a uh, a sixteen percent pressure rate, just missed double digit sacks in his rookie year. So, um, you know, Joey, I, I don't really think you can go wrong with either one of them. There, you can flip flop them. 
Um, but yeah, like I said, I have, you know, Joey just or Nick just above Joey. I mean, Joey was, you know, he was producing about 0. 0.2, 0.20 points per snap, nearly a 15% pressure rate. So again, you, you can't go wrong with either one, but that's just how I, how I have them. If you're looking at tiers and, and you have them, you have them all in the same tier. So, um, you, you, like I said, right. you can't go wrong. Yeah. My rationale was Nick's younger and I'm an agent. Yeah. So yeah, I, I give the edge to Nick. Um, just because and look, all that stuff you said was, was absolutely true. He, he tore it up for a rookie. Um, mm. Now, Hollywood down there, he hates the Bosa clan so much. That I knew it was coming. I knew this he was He probably coming. has like them ranked at like 20 and 24 because he hates them so much. I no. said, one of these days, Actually, me, I have... me and the Bosa brothers are going to come knocking up at that Tennessee door. <laughs> come on. Actually, I have those same four ranked in the same order as you both did. So all three Hunter of us, Garrett, identical. Yeah, Hunter. It's crazy. Now, Nick, I give Nick the edge because, like you said, he's just a little bit younger. But I feel like he was a more impact-type player. I think he's got more of the – I mean, they're both going to get the sacks, the pressures, and stuff like that. But I think it's the – the forced fumbles, the recoveries, the interceptions. I can see Nick having a few more of those big impact plays than Joey does. And I think with the age, I think he gets the slight advantage. So I know we, we normally go down the list in order, but uh, fun fact, uh, there was a rookie last year that out Nick Bosa last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was. Uh-huh. And people are, uh, I have them pretty high, but uh, Max Crosby, for those of you who haven't uh, caught on to who we're talking about here, um, instead of just running down lists and kind of, you know, being structured, uh, where do you guys have Max Crosby? Do you have him in your top 12 overall? And where do you have him if you do, I guess? If you don't, then, you know, if you have a number next to him, then that's fine, but... Hollywood, would you have him on your top 12? I do. And I moved him around before the show. I was trying to do my rankings. And I've moved him around two or three times. Right now, I have him at 11. 11. Um, and I think I feel like that's too low on him in a way. But I, I'm afraid to push him too high and be over high. So I have him at 11. I like him. I think he's going to wind up being <laughs> – may take some heat for this, but – I think he's going to be a better player than Kalan Farrell is going to be. Um, he was year one. Yes, he was. I, I think my hesitation with him is I want to see him do it again. If he can do that again this year, then I think I'll push him close to the top five. Okay. Mike, where do you have I don't really ha- Max Crosby? Go ahead. Um, I have him in terms of um, – dynasty redraft kind of in that second tier just outside of um top 15 total but i mean if we're talking just defensive ends he's right within that top 15 okay so he's outside of your top 12 and just outside just outside yep. i'm at eight so i i think they're gonna let him loose yeah. If you look at if you look at the teams, I mean, 
the teams they play just in division. The Chargers' offensive line is miserable, and their their quarterback situation, you know, Tyrod or or Herbert, you know, Herbert's going to get beat up if he starts right away. You know, Tyrod's going to get beat up. You know, Rivers had zero time to throw last year. Um, you also look at the the Chiefs and the Broncos. What do the Chiefs and the Broncos look to do now? I mean, they they paid Melvin Gordon a lot of money in Denver, but. They also surrounded Locke with weapons to make him successful. I, I mean, I, I don't know that he'll get tons of sacks against them, but opportunities for pass rush are there. Um, and the Chiefs throw the ball like a hundred times a game, it seems like. So just looking at those op- you know, six games on the schedule, um, I don't have his game log here, but just looking at the, the – pile of players at defensive end i just didn't have i mean i have some older guys that if this was redraft they'd go up ahead of max crosby probably because i you know guys like carlos dunlap who do it year in and year out but he's got you know dynasty wise i just see the drop the floor dropping out sometime soon (laughs) but um but yeah so yeah little departure uh, who do you guys have at five? We'll go to Hollywood next. Oh, if he's ready. At five, I have Jordan Cameron of the Saints. Me too. He's a beast. Uh, who's Jordan yeah, Cameron? Is. Do you mean Cameron Jordan? Yeah. Oh, I do. I'm so sorry. Jordan. Oh shoot. <laughs> There is there well, Jordan Cameron. There was a Jordan Cameron. He was the tight end of the Browns. Yeah, <laughs> he was like a one-year wonder. <laughs> yep. Oh, I so apologize for that. I completely just said that wrong. <laughs> I just had Jordan written down, so I knew who you were talking about. Yeah. And Mike, who do you have at five? I'm gonna make it a clean sweep. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Cameron Jordan, I think, gets awesome. distant dra- in startup drafts and mock drafts that I've been doing. He, he gets a little disrespected. So, I'm normally yep. the guy that takes him. Uh, but he's nothing but consistent. Saints defense is better than people realize overall. Yes. I mean, they, they got trashed for years for being terrible. But, I mean,. Yeah, they're a solid group, and Cameron Jordan definitely gets to the quarterback quite often. He actually led the league in sacks last year. Yep. So, yeah, big surprise that the leader in sacks is in our top five. Um, you know, like, are you talking about leader in sacks at the defensive end position or the at NFL the defensive end position? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Not overall. Now we we don't talk about right. those outside linebackers that don't. Just count. just wanted to make sure. Those outside linebackers don't count in this conversation tonight. Shaq and TJ and those guys. Um, while we're on a tangent, um, do, do you believe in Shaquille Barrett? No. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> Although I, a great I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he hit double digits again. Yeah. Um, because it looks like he was in a pretty good system and they they used him properly mm-hmm. so will he will he get 12 sacks yeah probably could yeah i'm not banking on yeah. 19 and a half yeah, yeah. i'm not paying i'm no, not paying for not last year's stats. Yeah. 
I'm not paying for last year's stats at all. I've seen a lot of people cash out on him nope. pretty pretty nicely uh, this this off season or drafting him like I think he was already drafted in our listener league and I'm like they don't listen to yeah. us I guess I don't know. Uh, Field Yates just tweeted 53 seconds ago that the Jets and Jamal Adams have hit an impasse on long term contract extensions. So it looks like the Jamal Ooh. Adams uh, time in New York might be coming to a close once uh, this contract is over. I think that relationship was ruined uh, last year at the trade deadline mm-hmm. when they were shopping him. I think he just yeah. soured on them, like, you know, thinking that they should could trade him. I think just completely – they should have just traded him for whatever Dallas was offering. Yep. Because now he's, he's miserable there, it seems like. Back to our defensive ends, though. I just saw that pop up, so I thought it was a nice chunk of news to discuss. Um, so we all clean sweep one through five. I was expecting a little bit more difference with this crew, but uh, I guess <laughs> I guess we're all just on the same wavelength here. Um, I think I have a shocker at six, so I'll let you guys go first, and we'll see where we're at. So, Mike, why don't you go with six? You have Oh, number yeah, six. Um, he's still under 30. He's coming off a down year, but I think I still have some faith in him. Uh, I have Demarcus Lawrence at number six. I have Lawrence on my list. He's not at that high. But, yeah, I, I agree. He had a down year, and um, I, I think he had that shoulder surgery too late, and he was spending the whole yeah. year trying to get back from that. Yeah, the, the shoulder definitely bothered him. He played, I think, probably some of the fewest snaps of his career, so that definitely was a, a decrease in his production. Um, but I think for, for – I think – yeah, I, I mean, there's a few other guys that I think you could put – if and I, I wouldn't have any type of argument against that, but still something about Lawrence, his track record. He's still under 30. I think the, I think Gerald McCoy is going to help. Yeah. Um, and I think I know they got rid of Robert Quinn. I can't remember if they brought in somebody. I know they brought in uh, Anaya in the in the draft, but I can't I, I can't remember who's opposite who's going to be opposite Lawrence. At, that got, name it just escapes me. But they got Alden um, Smith and Randy Gregory coming back too. Um, they, they have yeah. that's right. Alden, that's they, right. Alden Smith have, is back uh, on is, is there too. So they have Tyrone um, Crawford it, at the other end with yeah. uh, Dorrance Armstrong. They're finally maybe get to play. He was an injured guy they drafted. Or he, yep. he like tore but, something at the combine and they drafted him yeah. and basically registered yeah. him. Um, but yeah, I have I have Demarcus Lawrence. Like I said, good track record of production, really good pressure rate. Um, so that's that's who I have at number six. Yeah, Dallas defense doesn't look too shabby. I mean, they've made a lot of good you know moves in picking up some guys here. Um, I have Lawrence at eleven. And that's just because I am a little leery that he'll ever return to that elite status that he was at. Um, he probably could have been a little higher on my list, but I'm at 11. Daryl, do you have him on your list? I do, just barely. I had him at 12. 12, okay. So Mike's a little more uh, faithful uh, in, in yeah. Marcus Lawrence. And like I said, 
after the top five, I really, you could shuffle them up. And, you know, if you hit me next Tuesday, I could have them in a completely different order. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not, I'm not as cemented as I am. The top five are pretty cemented. The, the rest can be fluid depending on situation news. But um, who did you have at six, Daryl? Yeah, my first five was pretty easy. Uh, actually, my first six was at six. I've got Josh Allen for the Jaguars. I think he's just with yeah. Calais Campbell gone now, and the Ngakwe situation. He clearly wants out of there. Um, but even if he stays, I think Josh Allen is the future down there. You know, they drafted uh, Chase on, which he could be the outside linebacker, but with you know, if Inglakway moves or they trade him, whatever, that he could slide over into his spot maybe. But I think it's Josh Allen. He's the guy you want down there. I think he had, what, 10 sacks last year um, and didn't even get the, a full repertoire of the workload. So, um, you know, with like I said, with Campbell gone, it's going to be his team, and I expect him to uh, be better than he was last year. Yeah, um, I had Allen at seven. So I'm right there with you. Mike, did you have Allen on your 12? I've got Allen at seven. Seven. Okay. So we had him in the nice. exact spot. My six was a guy who was a linebacker last year playing for the Rams, and now he's a defensive end for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Dante Fowler. I think he had 11 and a half sacks last year playing outside linebacker, but he's moving back to end with the, you know, whatever Leo, you know, Dan Quinn defense, Leo right. back or whatever you want to call him, defensive end. Um, he's listed as defensive end on my fantasy league. And um, I think the Jaguars gave up on him too early, but they had they had the, you know, Ngakwe and Campbell, so they just thought they could just get rid of him. I don't know. Um, he's a few years removed from tearing, was it ACL or Achilles? I can't remember. Off the top of my head, if we had Ethan here, he could tell us. Um, <laughs> definitely. But I think he revitalized his career in Los Angeles, and um, he's um, made a believer out of me. Atlanta has nothing but playing time for him because they got I – mean, Beasley is now a Titan. Um, not that he was anything great in Atlanta, uh, but <laughs> – you know, hopefully Fowler can, you know, another double-digit sack season is not out of the equation for the Falcons. Um, we both had Allen at seven. So, Daryl, who did you have at seven? Oh, yeah. I think we hit on this just before the show. I'm going to put Chase Young at seven. I Chase. think with what – with you know, I don't like to put rookies that high, but with some of the production, the youth – you know, some of the stuff that we're going over, I really like his fit up there. I mean, he gets to play opposite of Montez Sweat, who is no slouch at all. And then you're going to most likely have Deron Payne and uh, Jonathan Allen plug in the middle. Um, that's going to be a scary front four. And I think with those four, it's, it's going to be hard to focus on just one. So um, I, I kind of think he's going to be this year's Nick Bosa in a way. So, um Right now, that's where I've got him. Yeah, I don't have 
Chase Young in my rookie ranks. I'm a little hesitant to put him there. I mean, he would probably be right after um, these guys um, on the top 12 list. Uh, Mike, do you have Chase Young in your top 12? Uh, I don't. You don't? Not and, yet. No. I think with that rookie... I'm a loner. I'm a lone wolf. I just think <laughs> rookies are so... Especially because Washington hasn't cut anybody. They have they will have one of the best talented rotations in the league next year, that's for sure. And I, they have Kerrigan, And I think that's why he's Swift. gonna succeed a little bit. I, I know, he go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, and and which is surprising because just watching Chase Young in Ohio State, you could almost say I mean Chase Young is almost as good not better than Bosa coming out, which is scary. I mean, that Ohio that Ohio State is just turning into DLU. Uh, right. I mean, everybody says, oh, he, you know, he disappeared in games. It's like, all right, well, it's kind of hard to do anything when you've got three people on you. Exactly. I mean, even, you know, you can only do so much and when you have three people paying attention to you and covering you and blocking you. So, um if, if people have Chase Young in their top fifteen dynasty, I mean, there, there's, I, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, you know what? I don't even have a problem with you having him in your top ten. I mean, he's if he breaks out, he's he's going to break out big time in that defensive line. And you, and you even didn't mention Ryan Kerrigan, who's still there. Yeah. Yeah, Car- I mean, Kerrigan's still there. Young, Ioannidis has got a, I guess, a lot inside is is what they're saying. Uh, mm-hmm. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, like they may, pro- they they have to almost produce every time they're out there because they're going to be in such a rotation. I think there. Well, I don't know how much more Kerrigan has left. I mean, he's getting kind of older. Um, I, I really see that front four being what I said with Young and Sweat as your mm-hmm. bookends, and then you're going to have Payne and uh, Allen. I think he kicks inside, and then I think Ionitis is the guy that rotates with Payne and Allen. I think those those three will rotate those two spots and then the rest of them are just going to go after um kerrigan i I think he's you know if young is what we think he is and i believe he will be i think he he forces um kerrigan to like a backup situational roles so um i'm loving it right now i mean everything could change but what they're doing i really like right now yeah i just don't want to write uh kerrigan's obituary yet for no, I'm not saying he's completely dead, but I, I mean he is getting older, and he did see a drop off the last year or so. Um, and clearly, you know, drafting Chase Young—that's they're seeing that too a little bit. So they're trying to get ready for the future. So I just think it makes uh, really good sense. And then with the talent around him, I, I'm just not going to count it out. I, like I said, I don't like to put rookies that high, but with the situation and everything, and like Mike said, he's coming from Ohio State, where it's seems like they're churning them out on a machine it's just kind of hard to bet against him right now ryan kerrigan's 31 years old he will be 32 when the season starts um last year was his worst season of his career so um he had hit double digits most of his uh, four out of the last six years but um but yeah i mean Trust me, Chase Young is definitely talented, and I would definitely – I mean, if, if he was available in this startup we're doing, I'd probably take him pretty high. You know, I, I would have taken him by now probably. Um, right. 
yeah, strategy to start up is different than ranking sometimes. I mean, somewhat. You know, I like to stick to my rankings, but, you know, if sometimes you risk. No risk it, no biscuit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I already talked about my number eight. My number eight was Max Crosby. Uh, Mike, who was your number eight? Uh, I... He, again, he's someone a little older, but he had, you know, again, kind of injured, and I, I still, it's 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 hard to have a dynasty mind when you're redraft, but I think JJ Watt, I still have at number eight, um, sixty-one pressures last season in 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 ten games, so he still has an impact. Um, he, he's still going to have an impact on the game. Um, so I, I, I have him. Yeah. I have him at number eight. Yeah. How scared are you of the injuries though? That's my very scared. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very scared. I mean, yeah, but again, I try not to project injuries and, um, I know still it's, it's in the back of my mind that, yeah, he's, he could get hurt. But yeah, I mean, if you just, again, it's, if you, if you get, if you're able to get him and, he's healthy and you have him for a couple of years you've got uh what amounts to us a championship winning player yeah right yeah i have him on quite a few rosters and the issue with him is if you try to trade him you can't get anything for him right and so you just keep him and ride him out is what you kind of have to do and you hope he stays healthy um yep you know, looking at him at a startup it's like okay who's gonna flinch first because you're like you look at your team, and Here's if you really need somebody though. for this year, then you take him. But if you're, you know, like I have, um, I have Garrett, so I'm looking for a second guy to go with him. And, and later on, I might go with him because I think a lot of the guys, you know, when I, and maybe there's a little insight on how my rankings kind of work. I have my elite tier, tier two, uh, normally a tier three of younger up and comers. And then my tier four, a lot of times is the, the vets, the old standbys, the, the Dunlaps would be in that category, the JJ Watt, um, you know, getting those guys that are steady, but they could fall off a cliff at any time. So, you know, I, I don't like to have those guys too, too high because, you know, I, again, dynasty mindset, IDP dynasty mindset has to be a little different because, you know, you, you got a couple year window with most of these mm-hmm. players you got to take advantage of. So, you know, some of these players, yep. you know, like Cameron Jordan's window has been every year he's been in the league. Not every player ends up with that longevity right. at the that defensive side of the ball. Yep. Um, Daryl, who do you have at eight? At number eight, I have uh, one of your former guys, Frank Clark. Um, I think he's in Kansas City. He's still a legit pass rusher. Um, And with that offense, high-powered offense, he gets to play with the lead a lot, so he can kind of pin his ears back and just go get it. Um, I think, you know, he's getting up there a little bit in age. You know, he's not really old, but he's he's getting up there. So, uh, I think, it, for me, it, it was easy. He was one of the best guys still on the board right there. Yeah. And I have him at 10. 
so I'm not too far off from you. Okay. Um, I've got Clark at nine. There you go. So we're we're right around. Okay, so we're pretty close then. Um, so my next guy is uh, kind of a question mark right now because uh, where is he going to play football? And you guys probably know based off of that uh, intro who I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Jadavian Clowney because he's not really an <laughs> IDP stud. I'm talking about Yannick Ngakwe who um, came out of nowhere his rookie season and is now uh, he wants to get paid and I don't blame the guy. Um, he also is still a Jaguar and he has basically said he's not going to play for the Jaguars. So that could be a problem. Um, that to, uh, Shad Khan doesn't seem very concerned about that problem. Uh, right. Whereas uh, Yannick is weekly tweeting that he wants out basically. <laughs> um, so we, that we talked to a, uh, Alumni at the same high school as Yannick and Gakwe last night, so that was kind of cool. Um, preview for the Dig Show uh, coming up, right. uh, but yeah, I have Ngakwe at nine. I just think uh, his ability to get sacks. I mean, he he might not get you much else, but he'll get you some sacks. Yeah, I had him at nine too. That's exactly where I've got him. Um, you know, the like you said, his future landing spot is a little bit in question. Where does he land? Um, to Seattle. Th- the only thing I don't like about him is he's a little bit inconsistent. If you go back and look at his So game is every logs, one of these defensive ends from here on out. Well, <laughs> that true, true. But, I mean, I think if he was more consistent, he could make a push for a top five defensive end. He really could. Uh, but I just think it's that inconsistency is keeping him from there. He, he's a feast or famine guy. He'll get you two sacks here and two sacks the next game, and then he'll disappear for two or three games. And for me, I would I position. would need more re- reliability from somebody. If you're not getting one of the top four guys, it's, it's feast or famine. <laughs> right. I mean, even the top four guys have a down game every once in a while. So, I mean. Yeah. Uh, Mike Hughes, yeah, if, yeah, if after week one, Danell Hunter doesn't have two sacks, you're, you know, you get week two questions like, should I drop Danell Hunter? I'm like, yeah, please go ahead. Please yeah. do. Yes. Please please do. do. <laughs> yes. Then he'll get, you know, a sack in every game for the next 10 weeks. And yeah. 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 Um, so who did you have at nine since we both had Ngakwe? Or actually, where did you have Ngakwe? Did you have him in the top? I have Ngakwe at 10. I had Frank so, Clark at nine. Frank Clark at nine. Okay. So, you know, again, we're right around. I said I had Clark at 10. So you had Ngakwe at 10. Daryl, who'd you have at 10? Oh, this is probably where y'all are going to roast me. Um, at 10, I am going to go back to Washington. I'm going to take Montez Sweat. Oh, uh, he had, I mean, you look at last year, 16 games, seven sacks, not gaudy numbers, but I think with the addition of Chase Young and then switching to the 4-3, which is more – suited for what sweat likes to do i think he's going to have a big year i mean they're not going to be able to focus on everybody and if young comes out and does like we think he does or like i think he does being the next nick bosa then they're going to have to focus on him and that's going to free up sweat i think he's really in store for a big year i'm i'm buying him everywhere and surprisingly i'm getting him cheap mike you seem to not agree with that pick oh no yeah, a little high. Yeah, a little high. I, I thought about it. 
I'd put it, as far as dynasty goes, I think you could have them in your top twenty. But I think we're all splitting hairs at this point, like you've said. Yeah. Right. So, where did you have him? Just curious. Um, sweat. I mean, if you're, um, I mean, in my redraft, I have him at thirty-three. But I mean, if you're doing a startup, I'd probably have him probably within my top twenty. Okay. I, it, it, you know, hard to hard to pin. You know, the rankings are so subjective. With right, I, I'd probably have him in that second to third tier. Uh, right. You could probably you'll probably be able to count on him as a second defensive lineman. Yeah. So you want to get one of those top four guys, and then supplement. You, you don't <laughs> really want him as your top guy. I don't think there's your stretch. Yeah, it, I'd have a hard time trusting him as my top DL. Like if I could get a Demarcus Lawrence or if I can get Josh Allen, and then get sweat i'd have no problem with that whatsoever oh i completely agree with that and and like i said where i'm getting sweat and i'm getting him in some trades and some startups the value i'm getting him i think as a as a second guy that's awesome yes absolutely so inherently that value that you're saying you're getting means you can get him later which means he should be down a little further well, we're not talking about the top 12 dynasty values. We're talking about the top 12 mm-hmm. dynasty DNs as far as production. And I think, Rankings, you know, yes, like so I said, right. if you can get him cheap, then do it. But he's going to be productive. I mean, he had seven sacks as a rookie, uh, 13 quarterback hits. Uh, um, you know, he had uh, 27 pressures and 14 hurries on 37 blitz opportunities. So, I mean, the production's there, and you're going to put a kid like Chase Young next on the opposite side with uh, Deron Payne and, and Jonathan Allen. I, I'm loving it. I'll take him all day. I'll, I'll trade for him all day long. I did consider him at 12, and, and, and I considered him, but then I was, um, again, uh, the the mouths, the feed, but like like Michael well, said, what's 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 hairs kind of what definitely puts sweat in his in – um, a good. Ter- I mean, he he led the defensive. He led the edge rushers in snap in total snaps. Yeah. So he didn't leave the field. Yeah. I think he played well over seven hundred snaps, mm-hmm. um, compared to some of the other guys were um, not necessarily part timers. I know Kerrigan was a little over six hundred, but um, you know, Sweat. There's probably going to be some things divided. I still think Sweat's going to probably get the majority of those snaps. And you know, like you said, I think Kerrigan could be a non man out with Young, but. I th- you know they obviously liked sweat enough to give him a good uh, a, a good chunk of, uh, of usage. Right. So that's the top ten at eleven. I had Demarcus Lawrence, so we already talked about him. Uh, Daryl, who did you have at eleven? I had Crosby. I'm a little bit lower than you Crosby. two on me. Okay. And Mike, you had eleven. I've got Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram. Oh man, I so I see that's one guy. I just I couldn't figure where to put him. Yeah, I have him outside of my top 12, and I think it's not because I don't like him. It's just, I don't know. I learned at 11, so, and my 12th guy we'll get to here in a minute. I just, um, I, I, I'm like you. I liked Ingram, and I like it that he's playing opposite of Joey Bosa, and they've got the, the young guy, uh, Jerry Tillery, in the middle. They got Linval Joseph. Yeah, Linval Joseph, the veteran. So they've got a good group i just didn't know where to put ingram it's it's almost like his i hate to say it this way but his production 
kind of doesn't match his skill set, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, he's, I uh, mean, and me being the ageist, he's 31, so that, that kind of turned, turned him right, down. Right, and that kind of ticked him down for me, too. Um, he's so, had yeah. two 10 double-digit sack seasons, so that's... You're not saying that these guys. I mean, once you get past twelve, you're going to be few and far between for double-digit sack seasons. Um, anyway, right. but uh, he he does get a lot of tackles. Like his points is pretty much mm-hmm. up there. Um, yeah. As far as fantasy points goes, so I mean, he gets you points without the sacks, which is nice. Right. Um, I think he had five pass deflections, which is you know batting down. You know, if, if you're scoring's tuned to reward pass deflections then that's that's something to look at too and i guess we're at number 12 so uh daryl who's your number 12 my 12 we mentioned earlier was demarcus lawrence um i just you know he's getting the injury kind of scared me with the back thing the kind of the holdout so we'll see we'll see how he does he doesn't really have that stud on the outside of him like uh, you know Hunter had uh, Everson Griffin and and he Nick could had have Everson Griffin, DeForest Buckner. Well, he could, he could. Everson Griffin could go anywhere. Yeah, he could. And Mike, how about your number twelve? Did we cover it already? Nope. Um, he could be a little polarizing. Um, oh. But at twelve, I've got Sam Hubbard. Okay. Ooh. Um, he is one of the most polarizing huge, if you look at uh, huge tackle numbers yeah. huge tackle numbers yep. um 12% tackle or 12% pressure rate so not too bad um but you know a lot of his points were were tackles so if you're in a tackle heavy league you know he's probably there but i guess my a little bit concern for some of the tackles is um a potential shift to running more 3 4 packages in cincinnati um, he played, I think last season, he played about 230 snaps as an outside linebacker. So he's got, he can play the outside, but once you shift to, to that outside position, you're, you're depending more on the sacks than maybe tackles. So his tackle numbers could dip, but if he maintains that pressure rate, I mean, he could hit double digit sacks this season. My issue with Hubbard was, yeah, I would like came, to see his, he came out. Sorry, I'd like to see his pressure numbers go up a little bit though. What I was going to say was, uh, he came out like gangbusters last year, and the first couple weeks he was the guy, yep. and then he right. fell off a cliff. It seemed like yeah. um, he he was like uh, top three, I think, the first few mm-hmm. weeks of the season, depending on scoring and all. But you know, after that, he kind of yep seemed to level out very poorly. Like he had you know a little flicker of of. Uh, life after that but he had yeah he the middle of the season he did seem to hit a wall he had i think he went five straight without sacks but he had a nice strong finish to the uh, to the regular season i think at the end of the regular season he had sacks in five straight games so i think that is a a very good sign i like the finish to uh to his year so you know that kind of gives me a little bit of hope for him that um you, you know i like the strong finish I think I stopped watching Cincinnati yeah. after that time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he he did finish strong. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at that now. And 
And he started strong. I mean, if you, I'm looking at his well, game he, log. He, he faced he, the Seahawks' uh, <laughs> turnstile offensive line. Yeah, and I, and I think that's where his value skyrocketed. He had ten tackles, six mm-hmm. solos, four quarterback hits, and two sacks in that very first game, and then he kind of disappeared. And then, like Mike said, those last five games, he he yeah. bounced back and started turning it on. But he gets the volume. I mean, he's always, from what I can see here, he's 80, 80 plus percent of the snaps ever de- of the defensive snaps so he's getting a lot of volume yep. so it's there the opportunity's there yeah he's young he's 24 years old so um yeah he's he's a player i'm leery on so i i kind of have him a little bit lower a lot of people are you're not you're not the only one i i had a rough time putting him there i was like that dunlop you've got um you know, I mean, you could probably slide in Max Crosby, those types of guys. So there's, but yeah, I like that though. I mean, that's he's got a lot of upside. I like it. Yeah, Daniel, you said your twelve was Max was uh, Lawrence. Lawrence. Okay, my twelve is the, probably the least sexy of the group here, and I really it was between two guys that are really just not. When you have them on your roster, they're solid, but you're not really excited about it. <laughs> uh, Trey Flowers, and yeah. he's solid, yeah. but he's, he's a not, blue guy. Yeah, he's just not somebody that's gonna like make you like. I need to go get me some Trey Flowers shares. You know, like right. you just you're happy he's on your team because he's a solid floor guy for the most part, but nothing really exciting about. Him. And I had Cameron Hayward as a consideration too. Cameron Hayward's a bit older. He, he's, yeah, he's thirty-two, I think. Going yeah. on thirty-two, maybe. Yeah, I really like him, especially in a redraft. Yeah, you're redraft. Him. Yeah, he would be a little yeah. bit higher because. No, oh, yeah, definitely. So. I mean, yeah, for redraft, a three, redraft. I have Hayward eight. For, yeah, for yeah, a three-four like, like defensive that. end, he's as solid as they get. I mean, besides JJ Watt, there's probably you know Akeem Hicks if he's healthy is probably up there as a three-four defensive end that you would want to own. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's that's same thing with Justin Houston redraft good a good player. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Up, he's yeah. Up thirty-two. Yeah. Um, so my ageism comes into my my dynasty ranks a lot and a lot of people rank that way um and i guess i don't play a whole lot of redraft idp leagues i don't either so i don't even think about like most of my redraft leagues are with my friends that don't even know defense exists (laughs) uh i like your hashtag no team d uh <laughs> that is quality because, uh, like team defense, you might as well just roll dice and you know throw darts and just pick somebody. Because I'm amazed that that's still a thing that that still happens. Team defense. Oh yeah, it's still a thing. They're still kickers. I mean, it, yeah, but see that. See to me, that's a little different. Kickers and and punters is a little different because you're you're you've got a single player. Team defense. I mean, that's just so. That's such a gamble. I mean, you're you're relying on a defense that you're you're wanting to pick a defense that's got two or three really good players, and that's what you're rolling the dice on. You're rolling the dice on the Patriots last year. The Patriots were, you know, ridiculous. Um, you, you hope you end up with a team like that. But the thing about it is, 
normally your top five defenses from the year before never repeat that. Like, because right. people overdrafted the Jaguars after their Super Bowl run, and then the next year they were awful. So team oh, defenses. Oh, someone's going to draft the Patriots in the fifth or the sixth round. Yeah. <laughs> right. And they're going to get their clock clean because they all those guys are gone that produced yeah. a lot of points. Yep. They're all yeah. in Miami. Take the Miami yeah. defense. Yeah. There you go. Uh, it's funny because uh, we were talking about Miami a few weeks ago and how they basically brought in all the Patriots. And, you know, guys like Jerome Baker, mm-hmm. McMillan, um, Aguavin, like, do these guys even have a role? Like, with this, I mean, besides backup with this team. Because um, you figure Kyle Van Noy is going to slide into the Kyle Van Noy uh, place in the offense. Um, you, you figure, I mean, a Landon Roberts might be a, you know, Why could see Van Noy probably playing more on the edge? I mean, Jerome, I, I mean, Jerome Baker called the play, so it'll be interesting to see if, I don't, I don't think he loses that role. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. he, he called the play, so I'd imagine that's still going to stick. But Van Noy's probably going to play more on the edge. I could see McMillan slotting in as, as middle. Um, yeah, don't trust your uh, your draft, your depth chart teams. Because, uh, yeah, the one depth chart site, I won't name them, I won't out them, uh, has Jerome <laughs> Baker as a backup to Landon Roberts. Oh, geez. Are you serious? Uh, unfortunately, wow. yes. Wow. Um, I went to another one, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, what intel is telling them? I mean, I guess because he signed from New England, but but yet they have Raquan McMillan as a starter. And Vince I mean, he Beagle. Probably, I mean, he probably could. I could, like I said, I could probably see him as the middle linebacker. I think Baker was the weak side, but he was calling the plays. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, it's kind of a make or break here for for McMillan. Yeah. I mean, he's finally probably fully healthy this year, coming in at least. Um, yeah, he's. I mean, he's had a couple of years since that knee surgery, though. But yeah, it was what two thousand seventeen. So he missed all of two thousand seventeen. Played all of two thousand eighteen. Hundred tackles, and then yeah, I think he played only forty five percent of the snaps last year. Yeah, and you know, it, it's kind of like. I look at Flores as having that same Belichick mentality that can't trust him in fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> can't trust him in fantasy. And that's why I like, I avoid page like Trey flowers. I mean, they played him out of necessity, I think, because Detroit needs whatever, you know, guys they can get to play. Oh yeah. Patriots defensive players. I just don't touch. Yeah. 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 I mean, McCordy right now, and you know, McCordy's useful yeah. kind of, Yeah. but, um, I, I actually kind of like Chase Winovich this year a little bit, but I mean, if you ask me who's the linebacker to pick up in new England, uh, don't just yeah. hard pass. Go on. My buddy is a big Patriots fan and he has Dante Hightower all the time. I'm like, Dante Hightower sucks for fantasy. Like, he's a good football player, but. He does his job, but it's not fantasy wise. Yeah. Like Jamie Collins going to Detroit, you know, he he could very well be the most useful linebacker in Detroit. We got off completely off the defensive ends, but (laughs) we started with Trey Flowers and started. Belichickian theory, and that's a wormhole you could go down for 15 years worth of data. 
of <laughs> screwing fantasy players. Um, so what do you? So you have uh, your show weekly. Uh, what's coming up that people can look forward to on your upcoming shows if you have that, you know, sketched out? Well, um, I have an idea. I think I'm going to be doing um, some IDP 101. 202 type things so um some kind of beginner stuff and then you know a little bit more that advanced but you know intermediate stuff so kind of doing that and then um then i'll probably start start talking about some of the defensive scheme changes that have happened over the last over this off season and um and hey and i want to keep it interactive and open if there's a topic you want me to cover um miked up pod at gmail.com email me and i will gladly take topics and discuss any topics and any questions so uh but that's kind of what i'm i'm looking at for the next couple of episodes kind of like a beginner guide and then kind of um a next step and then then defensive schemes you know what uh what, what could be changing cool and um the, the one question that i have about scheme that i think a lot of people do is uh what the hell is going to happen in carolina because uh, I, I read up on their defensive coordinator at baylor and i've gotten basically a three four multiple set so what does that mean for our fantasy players like i've I, i've been reading the opposite that they're going back to four three four three because their three four sucked they got gashed um i think they got i think they drafted players that are suited to that more uh 43 of uh you know the more 43 under the 43 base with brown and uh matos and they got burns um i think burns is still going to remain defensive end so um I think they're going to go more that more that four three as opposed to three four. They'll probably kind of be around, but um, I think they're going to more of that alignment. Yeah, I looked at them last year as, and I'm like, why are they do like they drafted guys that should be defensive ends? And mm-hmm. like, you know, Christian Miller can play linebacker, but I looked at last year Burns and Miller, and I'm like, why they like Burns? I don't think can play linebacker. No, so. he's no. He'll, like I said, yeah. I, I think they're going to more a um, uh, forty-three, yeah, um, which would be good for our, you know, big players. You know, like Shaq Thompson. I mean, Shaq Thompson's going to be the, the Keekly replacement. I would assume. Yeah, you got you still got Shaq. They brought in Whitehead, and I think yeah. that's pretty, pretty much, much it. it. Yeah, Burns played. I mean, he probably played about. Little less than a quarter of his snaps as a linebacker, but yeah, he was mostly uh, on the edge. Yeah, I mean, you drafted Brown. You still have uh, Kiki Short. Crunch. Yeah, you still got Crunch Short. Uh, they brought in Stephen Weatherly to, to be so Burns and Weatherly and mm-hmm. Matos. Um, behind there, though, it's pretty scary at defensive end. So I think you can see Weatherly, Burns, Gross Matos playing a ton because. We got F.A. Abada, the former international prospect that they, you know, throw out there every once in a while. Uh, yeah, Linebacker-wise, I mean, they might be better off playing the a nickel because right. I mean, they have Christian Miller they could throw out there, Jermaine Carter, 
Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't see how you get. Yeah, it's going to be tough getting those guys on the field. Miller will probably be on a few snaps, but outside of, I mean, it's going to be Shaq and 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 Whitehead, and I I see Chin having a pretty big role this year as a rookie. Yeah, Chin's a oh, guy. I, do. I, mean, I love Chin. I mean, Chin's been probably the top safety off the board um, in, in most of my drafts so far. I mean, I have McKinney as my like top like rookie. I do too. But Chin, like draft wise, he's getting drafted like like he's gonna replace Kukli's production. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I think people. I mean, I think he's gonna be very good, but uh, I'm I'm not comparing him to a Hall of Famer right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no. But I think no. his, I think that... <laughs> you start into, when you start uh, taking Kukli's name, it's like oh, let's pump the brakes here. A little bit. <laughs> well, I think they're just you know looking at production wise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like he's going to produce the yeah. safety because I mean he's also taking the place of Eric Reed, who was very yep. good uh, IDP wise. He was top five, top two safety, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. And he's without a home too. So I mean, we got tons of talent on the free agent market. Yet, uh, Dion Buchanan already is messing up one situation. Uh, we, we're a couple signings away from messing up other situations. Um, Eric Reed, I've heard linked to the Texans a little bit. Um, you know, that's not any anything pending or anything. Um, we have. Um, Jadavian Clowney linked to the Titans. I still think that happens. I think once you see these um, facilities getting opened up, these these players can come in and get looked at by doctors. Um, these guys are going to start coming off the board. Yeah, and Clowney's asking prices to come down a bit too. Oh yeah. Well, that's why he hasn't signed to Seattle yet. So. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. Seattle probably would have brought him in if his asking price is a little bit more reasonable, but. I think Tennessee would have too. Well, I think the 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 Vrabel connection there is going to help your Titans have kind of a leg up. It does, but I mean, if he doesn't come down on that price, yeah. Robinson's not a guy that's going to overpay John Robinson. He's just not going to overpay for players. He didn't and, want to uh, give Logan Ryan $10 million. That's my point exactly. I mean, well, I mean you look you have at what 8, Logan Ryan, corners on your team too. Yeah. So. Well, that's true, but I mean, he's just not going to overpay. And we mentioned it earlier. Jadavian Clowney's pass rush numbers are not that great. So, why would you give him that big number for not so good production? Hard to ask twenty million a year without a double digit sack season. I know sacks aren't be all end all, but you don't have a double exactly. digit sack season, and you're asking for twenty million a year. That's a rough exactly. ass. Exactly. I yeah, mean, he that's, won. That's a hard sale right there. He changed momentum in about three of Seattle's games last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one, I think we talked about it. He's he makes big impact plays that change the game. Now, how many of those big impact plays do you get? Uh, how many games can he change? That's what you're paying for. You're asking Not for what six he can point do consistently. Six point. Six the million per game he changed. Right now, I like Clowney. I think he's a good talent, but for what you're going to have to pay him and what he's going to give you, I just don't think it matches up. I mean, even if he's listed as a D end, he's not on our top tw- any of our top twelves. I mean, no. that's. I mean, 
I thought the switch to DN for him was going to be a little nicer last year. Um, but again, injury issues. He's got probably just as many injury issues as, you know, maybe not major injury issues as JJ Watt, but still living off still living off that play against south against michigan he, he's made a career yep. off of that play yeah it's yeah. <laughs> good for him he made a career off of one gap shoot and boom and that guy had his helmet that was a on a little loose. Like a gap shoot though it was <laughs> it was uh so before we start wrapping up here um we have a couple big idea uh, news items. First of all, uh, we just got the uh, message that the IDP Guys magazine is going to the printer as we speak. So Sweet. about a week before that is uh, printed magazine-like. Um, and those of you that pre-ordered the PDF, that should be hitting your inboxes probably before this pod drops. Because uh, I think Nate's plan was to do that this evening. And um, that, if you want to still get that, go to idpguys.org and pick up that magazine. The Dynasty Football Digest offensive version is available as well through PDF or the physical magazine. You may have, if you follow at Nate Cheat, seen him rip open that UPS box with those beautiful magazines in them. <laughs> uh, it's kind of cool. I'm excited because uh, I think we're going to all get one and have it to hold and. Yeah. You know, we've seen, you know, I've read through parts of both of them, but to have it in your hands is kind of a cool feeling, something you, you worked on. Kind of a throwback to the old days. Well, I still like a, a good magazine to for the cheat sheets to cross out on. Because, I mean... I actually still, there's a couple magazines I still buy. I've bought them every year since, like, 99, 2000, and I buy them every year. I just, it's, it's a habit I can't break. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I buy. I normally get one because uh, we normally go on vacation. It's something I can read on vacation, even right. though it's you know, sitting, you know, sitting in the room, sitting on an airplane, something like that. Even though it's probably outdated, the second it gets published, but <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that. I'll edit that out. <laughs> uh, the knowledge in there is good though, because we we most of the work was pre-draft. Really, the only post-draft was the landing spots and and where they were drafted. Um, so, if you want to know about the players themselves, um, what their skill set is, what they bring to the table, that's what we did. So, right. um, if you're you know splitting hairs on a fifth round wide receiver, you know you're in the fourth round of your draft. Who do I take? take a look uh and and check out the magazine to see which you know players traits you like better if you prefer a slot receiver on your roster you know you take guys that are more geared towards that um, defensive wise um we, we just tell you the the pitfalls of some of the players and like um here here's a big name that you may have heard um shaquille quarterman he was, you know, got all kinds of accolades at Miami. Um, I watched him, and I wasn't terribly impressed. So don't really reach for him uh, in your drafts. So, but anyway, um, Mike, besides the pod, where else can they find your work? 
I am, yeah, at uh, workforfour.com. Um, all of my rookie articles are up. All of my uh, positional breakdowns are up, and the rankings are live that uh, me and Ross have gone through. So uh, make sure to follow Ross Miles. He's also uh, producing IDP content for 4 for 4, so be sure to give Ross a follow. We've uh, worked together on the rankings, so um, you know they'll be updated obviously throughout the offseason with news and injuries and and anything else that that happens but uh yeah next is uh probably my breakout articles and then putting together the the three down linebacker who's going to be wearing the dot that'll be later on in the summer yes i i remember last summer during training camp uh you were very influential in uh informing me on who's wearing the dots uh so i'm very much appreciated of that because I was in California for about a week last year, and I watched some football, but, you know, family vacation, you, you kind of yep. you, you get the evil eye if you're watching too much yeah. football. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so, so it was very informative when I couldn't be as attentive to the training camp news as I, I, sh- I could have been. Anyway, um, yeah, that's always a popular piece, and it will be back. Cool, cool, awesome. And Hollywood, anything else for the people? No, I think we've put on a pretty good show. Uh, yeah. Other than that, just be sure to give us those five star reviews, and you know, leave them yes. on Podbean or iTunes or wherever you're listening, and or if not, just hit us up in our DMs and say, "Here's your five star review." Uh, we'll be giving a. Uh, another giveaway at the end of the month probably we'll try to do something there so end of the month it is the end of the month practically well yeah yeah we just give one away didn't we we did so we'll, we'll give it a month from last whenever we did the last, uh, the last one so we'll give it about a month and we'll do another one so i was about ready to wrap us up but then you kept talking but. Well, <laughs> quit asking me questions and i wouldn't talk Oh, I asked you a simple question. You know what we haven't mentioned all day? How I hate you? (laughs) The people want it. You got to give the people what they want. Don't do it. Don't do it. I will hang up my headphones and walk off right now. You do that during the episode sometimes anyway. (laughs) The other night, the other night, Mike, me, me and Ethan are having a conversation. I say, uh, right, Daryl? And, and silence. And I, I I don't always have the, the live stream camera view up. So I click over to it and I see an empty chair sitting there. And I'm like, God damn it, Daryl. And he leaves me a message um, in the chat or whatever. But I'm normally in other screens, you know, looking stuff up, checking out, making sure... Um, I blame you. The, I blame stuff. you for this. You should know me well enough by now to keep an eye on me. So I, this is your fault. There's only so much room on a computer screen. We did forget the listener questions. You're supposed to tell us the oh, listener questions. Yeah, we forgot well, again. Well, what, to, let's set them up real me, quick. Tell me to shut up. We're not at an hour and a half. Okay. Yet. Yet. Okay. We, we can do them real minutes. quick. I got two. So the first one's from our buddy Ivan. Dynasty at Dynasty three sixteen. He wants to know is Brian Burns staying at defensive end, and I think Mike what's the that best rookies us. behind? Yeah, 
And when he wants to know what's the best rookie DNs behind Chase Young and the best D tackles behind Javon Kinlaw. Uh, For me, it's Epineza is the best D-end, I think. Him and Daryl Taylor. I think that's my two defensive ends. Defensive tackle, it's going to be um, it's going to be Derek Brown. Brown. And and maybe Blacklock. I like him a lot. The more I watch him, the more I like. Yeah, I can see that. Um, some of the guys, uh, Marlon Davidson's actually a guy I like. He's he's uh, he was drafted. I think they said defensive end. He's now a defensive tackle. Um, so Marlon Davidson. I mean, Derek Brown obviously is number two. I think in in majority of yeah people's eyes. Yep. Um, like I said, Mike answered the Brian Burns part perfectly earlier. So yeah, we don't, we don't yeah, talk about yeah, that yeah. much. Um, see, Strobridge I had higher, but it looks like he's going to be playing three four defensive end. Um. Raquan Davis from Miami. I mean, maybe. Look at just the list. Um, and I like Curtis Weaver from Miami, the defensive end. I do. The one that came from Boise State. He's going to be a really good piece for them. Yeah. He's going to have to develop a little bit, but I like him. Well, that's not defensive tackle. I mean, yeah, you did ask about end. Uh, end yeah. behind there. I mean, is Chason going to stay at linebacker? I don't, I don't think Chase I'm is, and then I'm and then I'm I'm kind of in on Matos. Yeah. See, I'm I'm not a big Chase on believer because his production in college just wasn't there. I, I kind of like as a pass um, Now this year it's probably not happening, but uh, I like Julian Aquara in a couple years. <coughs> and, and I I like. Uh, yeah, and I like Will uh, Willikus, Will Willikus, Willikus. Um, oh, yeah. I, I like his. I liked his landing spot. I think for a seventh round pick, I don't think he has the same challenges that most do. And I think his yeah. climb um, up the depth charts yeah. is, is not necessarily going to be easy, but he has a clearer path because I mean you don't have Everson Griffin, yeah. and really you're you're battling with what DJ Eddie Yarbrough, DJ Wanham. Um, yeah. I mean, he'll probably be. He could end up in a rotation with uh, with Afidi, Ogan Weebu or Ogan something, whatever. That's brave. So, um, <laughs> I, I like Willikus as kind of like a later round. Um, yeah, I like him as a too. I picked him up off of waivers in one league. It's pretty deep, yeah. and stashed yeah. him on my taxi squad. So yeah, he's he's guy. I mean, I think Bradley and I is a guy that everybody. Yep. I mean, but as these suspended guys keep coming back, he's going to get pushed down a little further. Um, Daryl tells me I'm going to love Daryl Taylor. I like see, Taylor. I, I have, you, yeah, I think I've got you Mateus. are, dude. I I see, wrote up Taylor. See, Mike knows. I have Matos two and probably Taylor three. Okay. Um. So here's the only thing about Taylor that I don't like is he's just a little bit inconsistent. I think once just, he gets that pro how. coaching around him and learns that he's going to be a beast for you, I'm telling you, you just keep doubting me. We just spent an hour and a half saying that this is the most inconsistent position for fantasy there is. So, I mean, it is what it so, is. So, yeah, it is what it God, is. God, exactly. I hate that saying. You done made me say something I hate saying. It is what it is? You hate yes, that Yes, I saying? hate that. that. I just, oh, my God, I'm going to punch you if you say it again. <laughs> you just need to stop telling me stuff that annoys you. <laughs> 
Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> See what I have to put up with, Mike? Because so so like, I'm solo. <laughs> tomorrow in the in the listener league chats gonna be like, it is what it is, and everybody is gonna chime I'm, in. Is is like you're just gonna have twelve people. I'm not, because I'll turn it off. <laughs> and then you won't hear you're on the clock. And then we'll, we'll hate, <laughs> then we'll be grilling you for that. That's all right. My buddy Eric, he'll say, hey, bud, you're on the clock. Yeah. In, in our <laughs> in our professional podcasting message board. Hello. Yeah. Try to be professionals around here. Sometimes. Sometimes. You're not 16 beers deep today, so you're, you're trying to be No, not today. Not today. What's the other question we got? Uh, this comes from Facebook, our buddy Todd Riley. And we kind of touched on it a little bit. We hit the name. He wants to know who is this year's Sam Hubbard. And and he's saying a waiver wire ad that will end up on every week's start. Uh, Mike was kind of talking about him earlier, so let's let Mike answer this one. Who did I say? Well, I, you were talking about Sam Hubbard. Who do you Sam think will be this year's Sam oh, Hubbard? Um, uh, oh, I thought you said that I talked about somebody, but yeah, I talked about Sam Hubbard. Well, I meant yeah, Sam so, Hubbard. Yeah, 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 okay. Bad wording. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, um, it, I think Marcus Davenport could be one of those guys. Nice. I hope so. Nice. I really liked his, um, him coming out. I've got him you know, kind of just outside the top 40 in, in my redraft DL, but I think Marcus Davenport could be one of those guys um, this year. I, I, I liked him when he, I liked him coming out of college and I think he yep. has, um, he's got a good skill set and good moves. And I, I think it could be Davenport this year. I like that. I think a lot of people have gave up on him. Uh, which you is know, really he just hasn't been that year. It's only his third year. Exactly. But you know how people are. Sometimes yep. they get impatient. Owners do, and I and I have been guilty of it myself. Yep. But uh, I, I've stashed Davenport in a lot of places. So I hope you're right. I, I'm really liking that. See, I, I am stubborn on certain players. Davenport's one. I have not <laughs> dropped Davenport anywhere because I keep. I still believe. Um, yeah, me too. But a couple of guys that are on waivers right now that you could probably get pretty cheap. Um, Looking at, we mentioned him earlier from Minnesota, and I am probably going to butcher it badly. Um, Effetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enigbu. Oh, yeah. I, I got it in front of me so I can read. Uh, oh, I, I think, you know, the, he has a chance. He and Willikies, and, and, you know, you got Anthony Zettel and Eddie Yarborough. I mean, Effetti uh, played pretty decently last season playing at tackle. Some some at end, some at tackle. Um, I, I think he could definitely be one of those guys that's you could get off of waivers unless people pay attention in your league, which some of them may not. Yeah. Uh, Steven Weatherly think... moving to Carolina is another guy. I think Gurus Matos is going to eat into some of his productivity, um, but you know he'll get a chance. I think early on at least to show. Um, right. And Davenport's a good one. You know, you could probably get Tack McKinley for absolutely nothing. And if he does anything, it would be, I don't know. I still don't. Right. And one that I'm kind of liking is uh, Charles Amenahu. Uh, with with J.J. Watt always being kind of hurt, Jadavian Clowney gone now, 
Um, they drafted him last year. You know, he just – you saw flashes when he got in. So, with a year in the program and the training and all that in the system, I wouldn't be surprised to see him take a step forward this year. Yeah, I like him in here as well. Yeah. All righty. So, now we got all the questions taken care of. We, we remembered tonight, last night, the other night. Was, yeah, far, as far as I know, we did. So, we got them all in there. All right. So, catch Mike Waller on the Miked Up podcast. That's on the Big Three Network, I believe I saw. Correct. That is correct. So check them out. Is that going to like awesome. YouTube and stuff like that? What's that? Is that going to like YouTube and stuff like that? And... Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. But yeah, it's, like I said, it's going to be hitting Stitcher here shortly. Cool. Um, if it's not already there, uh, iTunes shortly, Spotify now, um, and it'll be hitting your fa- your your favorite podcast app here shortly. But yeah, find the main page Anchor.fm slash mike hyphen wollert w-o-e-l-l-e-r-t and follow me on twitter at mike underscore wollert well done well done i was about to to hit you up with that question as well um but yes uh definitely check it out check out four for four fantasy football.com as well right yes and if you have any questions hit mike up he's all i always see him on twitter answering questions uh, even my questions he answers so he's a great follow great IDP mind so he's definitely one you need to be following absolutely and a big supporter of the IDP for years definitely yes um, so and as we keep pushing that ceiling uh, to become <laughs> to become like super flex and just become normal um <laughs> I said, you know, years ago, people thought Superflex was a crazy idea, and now that's, like, normal. Like, if you're not doing a Superflex league, people look at you like, what are you doing? And IDP is that next, you know. I think IDP is the next, you know, thing that will become more standard, and then I I think Devi after that will become more standard. Because as people evolve, as people get older... You know, they, they add more things. Like right now, I, I'm all about adding leagues. If I add a league, it has to be something different yep. um, and then exciting, not just your standard, you know, start nine offensive league just doesn't do it. <laughs> doesn't doesn't <laughs> doesn't make me want to join. Um, but check those things out. Check out Miked Up. And we will be back next week. We got a couple of cool guests lined up. I think Dingus is joining us, Coach. Who? Who? Uh, Coach has been uh, he's been sending us gifs of uh, like uh, people crying by a window, kind of looking for people. Uh, like, He's going to come on the show, uh, and next week we have another. We have a couple. We're doing two weeks. We're like, you know, two a days actually, for football. Actually, we're doing three a week if you count our uh, Devi IDP grind. So. Well, yes, but we were trying to keep that kind of. Just just giving it a shout-out. It deserves a shout-out. Don't be a hater. It does. It does. Definitely. We, we, we use the same RSS feed for now. We might move that for over now, to Anchor. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll give it its own own thing soon. But anyway, 
that's about all we've got. I found the outro music again, so that's a good thing. Awesome. Um, so I started playing it earlier. You guys can't hear it, but it's playing now. Um, so any last words? Um, Ryan Tannehill is the man. Go Hawks. No, see, that's just that's just not necessary. That's I told you it was coming. Um, I was getting it in. I hate you. God, I hate you. I gotta no. get it in every show. The people want it. I can't wait to. I just can't wait till I get rid of you. Thanks for coming on, Mike. <laughs> Good. Loving you know you guys are. Now. <laughs>